Kia ora te whanau, no mai haere mai ki tōku podcast. Ko Shiloh tōku ingoa, I'm Shiloh. Kia ora Ashley. Ko tōku podcast, is it just oh. yours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> welcome to Shiloh's podcast, I'm a guest. My name is Ashley, ko Ashley tōku ingoa. Uh, no mai haere mai. <laughs> Aroha atu. No mai ki tō Pāoa podcast. Welcome to our podcast, Back to Kura. Uh, to be here, quite Ashley. Yeah, pai ana. Uh, at the moment, me and Shado, we're both in lockdown here in Tāmuki and Aotearoa. So uh, classes have been a, a little bit different recently on Zoom. Uh, but to be honest, for me personally, just touching on the corona, because it's relevant, pānga, irrelevance tērā. Um, yeah, it's for me, it's quite a, a good time to reflect, um, to recoup, to re energize, to stay at home, maybe sush your fuddy out, clean it up, um, maybe attend to things that you've been putting off for a while. So, yeah, really, really good at the moment. Happy, um, happy to be here and having a corridor with you and connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can share our Fakado over the past, what, three weeks it's been? I think two, three weeks that we've done the last podcast. It's yeah. been busy, man. Yeah, and I was just having this thought that, well, when I first found out about the COVID case, I was in, at St. Luke's at Lessons looking for black tights for Kurarehana. So, like, we were we were supposed to go, our whole Kura was supposed to go to Kurarehana, which, if you don't know what that is, it's a celebration for the kingi, for the, for the Maori king. And we were all ready to go. We're going to go stay at the Nohomarai for, I think, five days. Mm. And then suddenly, like overnight, literally, um, we were in level four lockdown. It felt like that, eh? It just felt like it came out of nowhere. We were all ready. We were, I was packing my bag that night. I went over and grabbed the sleeping bag from my mom's house. I was like, yeah, man, that's us. We're on. And then COVID happened and it kind of remixed everybody's plans. But, you yeah. know, for the better. Take care of ourselves, eh? Yeah, Health I was first. excited. It was going to be my first time at Kurarehana because I haven't, if I'm being honest, like I didn't even know that a Kurarehana existed. Mm. I didn't even know because I didn't, and I realized that my head was so much into our Pākehā last year. I didn't even know that these, yeah, that this existed. So I was excited because here, Uri, Pene on Tainui, like, you know. Aye. Aye. So it would have been an awesome experience, but Ahakoa and Nohotunu Kite Kainga, although we are staying and we're sitting at the Kainga at our homes, there's always another year. Koronei Hana will be on next year. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) <laughs> every year, every year, every year. <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool though. I mean, now Kerala is very different for us at the moment, and I know that's everything. Like life probably looks different for many of you listening. Whether you're doing, um, you know, school or like your kids over Zoom, it, it can get pretty. It can get a lot looking at the computer screen. I'm not gonna lie, but. Um, you know, it's been, I think, a blessing as well, because even though we have to stay at home, we're able to still fuck a to strengthen our reo and still 
we still have like the blessing to be able to learn from our kaiako and to still connect with our our class mm. you know? yeah it's it's been interesting i feel like there's been a lot of things that have happened at kura just in our personal experience that have affected for me anyways the way that i learned so the first lockdown it was sweet the second lockdown it was sweet we had a um i think a, like a, a, a little lockdown about three months ago or, or, or something like that at the start of the year and it was all good we were learning it was the energy was still high Every, everyone was okay but um this lockdown has been a little bit different. Um, and for me, really hard, really hard to stay focused, really hard to, um, yeah, stay focused in the, in the lessons. And that was a run for me because for this whole year, I've really been focused on the real, I've really been focused on learning. We all have. Um, and to feel not at that level, not having that same enthusiasm to to learn and to listen and to be engaged was a was a big value for me. Uh, for the first like three days of our Zoom sessions recently, um, so that was that was confronting. That was confronting, um, but a good confrontation. You know, it was it was good. I took a day off. I think I took maybe even two days off from school. I didn't I didn't go to school. I didn't go to the Zoom sessions. I just had to clear my head, my hening or my, my mental health. Um, I went for walks, went up the Maunga and really just detached myself and asked myself a few questions about this journey and about the language and about all of these things that are flying around in our head every day on the learning journey, on the reclamation journey. Um, and it was a really good time. And I came to the conclusion that I think I'd put a lot of pressure on myself throughout this year, at the start of the year, throughout this year, to get to a certain level, to, to reach the tehi o te maunga, you know, to reach the peak of the maunga. But what is the peak? You know, is there really a peak? Who is the peak? And, and these are the questions and the answers that were kind of rolling around in my head. And then I kind of go, oh, well, you know, kotoku whakaaro, kioku nei whakaaro. To me, um, you know, I'm happy with the, the level that I'm at now. You know what I mean? At the start of the year, we didn't know what anyone was saying. We couldn't speak. And to come to that realization and to, to be like, no, you know, everything's okay. It kind of helped me to feel content in myself and in my, and, and in my level and like throw away the, the weight that was on my shoulders of that I put on my own shoulders to reach a certain level. To, to get to like a place where I can stand on the pipeline and do a gangster fight corridor, you know, to be that guy that, oh, who does the fight corridor? Oh, Ashley's the guy, you know what I mean? Because he knows all the fuckarites and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, and now it's like, oh, sweet. I'm, I'm content with where I'm at now, so I'm, it's cool. And I went back to class and I've been focused a lot more. I've been a lot more engaged. I'm taking on a lot more than what I was the start of this lockdown period and a few weeks just before the lockdown so yeah that's where I'm at yeah just you saying that it, it makes me think also about um you know like my own journey too uh because you know I ask the same question all the time like oh you know all the thoughts are flying around my head as well what am I doing 
where am I going? Like, how to menui? Like, what's the most important thing? And yeah, I um, I had this Picardo, you know, when I went to the Book Awards, not to plug my book. Oh, yeah, but, um, 100%. Yeah. You should definitely plug that. Congratulations on your award. If you want to elaborate, feel free. <laughs> we got a winner on the Zoom <laughs> sesh in the back of Kura. <laughs> Well, I won, oh, well, the Porangi Boy, which is the book I wrote um, that came out end of last year, won the Young Adult Book of the Year at the uh, New Zealand Children and Young Adult Book Awards. And I, I this is the first time in my, in my entire life that I, when I won, well, I didn't know I was going to, I was going to win, but I won. And, and when I stood up, I, um, I caught it on Māori and it just, it just, it just came from my heart, you know, like it just, I just spoke and I was like, whoa. And then I sat down and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm proud of myself. Like, yeah, cool. I won this award. I'm grateful for that. Like, amazing. But the best thing about it was being able to stand up and call it all Māori. Like, to be, able to, to be able to say it, like, confidently, like, strongly. And then that's when I realized about all, you know, all of this. I think I've probably said this before about how, um, you know, like, because you had to me know like what's the most important thing like not just the real but the real is teaching us to fakaro maori mm. nako maori you know all of those things that embody um our culture and who we are you know it's like the changing of the heart the changing of the fakaro of the thoughts and um you know that as well as my uh i guess aspirations or wawata my hopes to one day, you know, write puka puka into your Māori. And that's not something that I ever thought about before, you know. But now I'm like, yeah, like that, I would love to do that. You know, I'd love to tell stories into your Māori. And I, I just, yeah, I just realised that having the real has really changed my outlook. It's changed my heart. It's changed so much about myself that one day I could maybe go a bit more no, like deeper <laughs> into that. But it's changed everything about me in, in, in such an amazing way. I feel like this year I've been like broken down and like crushed, but been, you know, but I've been built back up. And, you know, I, I honestly have Te Reo Māori to thank for that. Yeah. Rauwe. Hi, rauwe, man. Like, love the fact that you thank te reo maori because yeah, it's it is its own being it's got its own life you know and when you do have the privilege of learning it and meona tikanga and the tikanga behind it meona whakaro the thoughts behind it it's beautiful man it really opens your tirohanga your perspective to things that you never would have thought of in the past you know what i mean i i think back to when I was talking to my auntie and I said, oh, you know, I really want to learn from my, from the, from the komatu and the marae, I want to learn some karakia, I want to, you know, learn, I, I want to learn. And, I, and to me, I was like, oh yeah, sweet. Like, that's good. Learning is good. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's so cool. But a lot of people want to learn from our komatu. A lot of people want to learn from our kuya. And the question that she asked me was, what are you giving back? Maori mm tera. -hmm. A reciprocity, mm. right? Aroha atu, aroha mai. Give love, receive love. And that's just one of the many beautiful whakaro and tikanga of 
the Maori culture and other cultures. I'm not saying that that's just Maori, but because we are Maori and we connect to that culture, it's a lot more important to us. It's a lot more. It's the, the, the connection is a lot deeper. And because it, we never had it before. Yeah, I, I love that for Cardonics. And it really relates to us being at Takayori. You know, that's such a privilege for us to do Te Reo Māori full immersion. And that's why we're wanting to do this podcast is to whakamana or empower or encourage um, others, you know, who are on that same waka of learning Te Reo Māori. If, if, you know, we just want to encourage you all to keep going. Um, and yeah, we, we did this podcast, I guess, out of love, mm. you know, just to help to help any of you. Um, yeah, like we're here for you and we're here to support the Totoko. And I guess one flakara that I did have is, you know, being at home and not being at Kura, we're missing out on that nine to three full immersion space. But we, we are at home and we're sort of on the same, oh, we are all on the same waka at the moment. So I thought of ways in which, like for myself and maybe Ashley too, how we whakapākari our reo, how we strengthen our reo at home um, and some of the things that we do. And some of the things that I've been doing is, uh, oh yeah. So I, when I go for walks, I listen to Scotty Morrison's um, Audible, which is like amazing. So I, I have his books, the Māori Made Easy books, and that's good, but it's hard for me sometimes to focus and sit down and I don't even know if I'm like saying the words correctly, but you can actually listen to Scotty. Like you can listen to him saying the reringa uh, and like, you know, while you're walking or while you're outside, that's been really helpful for me. Another thing that's been helpful is, uh, you know, we have more time to watch things. Watch Māori TV. Mm. <laughs> Māori TV have an app that you can download. If you've got a smart TV, I think you can put it on your smart TV. They've got so much resources that you can watch with the subtitles. And that's another amazing way of being immersed in Te Māori. Another one is uh, a kimu, a game called Kopapa, and that's available during lockdown. It's an amazing, amazing game, and um, it's sort of like, oh, how do I explain it, Ashley? It's like... It's like uh, Articulate, if you've ever played Articulate. It's like yeah. um, there's, there's words on a card, there's kupu on a card, and you pick a card out, and you try and describe the word that is on the card in Māori, or with your actions, if you don't know how to speak Māori that well. Um, and if the partner or your partner or someone gets it, then you get a point and you move forward on the board. It's essentially the knuckle, the, the essence of the game. But it's mean. It's good to get you firing. It's good to get your brain working and thinking about kupu. Um, good to learn kupu ho. New word. Yeah, it's really fun. And it doesn't matter what level you're at. Because, you know, if you don't know how to explain it in Māori, just use actions. Mm. It's like charades. But yeah, I mean, playing Kemu, that kind of thing, there's so much that you can do to learn the real at home. Those are just some examples for me. Me queer? Um, Kione. Um, what is the... I've been through those phases, eh, I think. Like, not saying that it's over, but I've watched Māori television when I got home from Kura. I've put Māori television on. And I might not even be really focusing on what's on Māori television, but just to be just to have the, the reo and Māori kupu and Māori people in your whare, 
it's kind of like you're still in that that world mm. so i don't know about what it is about that but it just i don't know it makes me feel like cool i'm still focusing and i'm still learning even though i might not be focusing absolutely on the television which is cool um the biggest one for me though the 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 biggest tip that i have in terms of how i've got to where i got um has been corridor mm. corridor to people um so when i i think the the fastest way that I learned was through conversing and speaking with someone that was of a higher level to me. Not too high because I get lost. Same level, all good, but you're going to have the same corridor. But if you corridor someone one or two levels above you that knows a bit more than you, through those conversations, you will learn words, you will learn sentence structures that you wouldn't have learned otherwise because they're not in your book, they're not in this that and the other they're in conversation conversational maori to learning maori from a book is different the book's amazing great scotty morrison's maori made easy my mother's doing that at the moment she said it is outstanding she loves it she's really really it's 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 helping her a lot with her foundations and just her general understanding of the deal um but yeah, for me, the most important thing is, is to speak in conversations, to have conversations with people. Um, right. and, and through that, you will build your confidence to be able to speak. Oh, mm. So if you have a friend or someone, you know, do a, um, a Zoe, yeah, a Zoom hui with them and, and korero Māori. I have a friend that I talk to, Kodmahia, who, um, I don't know if I've talked about her, but she went to Kodakopapa. Um, growing up here, Pākehā, yeah, so Pākehā, yeah, and we just called it on Māori, and it's amazing, and she helps me a lot, so if you have a friend or someone, just be like, hey, are you free, let's have a Zoom hui, or let's just catch up, call it to like, listen, Māori lesson, just speak. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and through every conversation, as I've said in the past as well, every conversation is a chance to learn every corridor is a chance to learn so yeah mahi ate, mahi do the work you know find those avenues for yourself to whakapākari tō reo strengthen your 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 reo um and to whakawhānui tō reo you know expand it grow on it you know don't just stay with what's comfortable i guess because you're going to be at a level of comfortable forever you know, you gotta you gotta challenge yourself in certain places, and in conversations is a great way to start. Mm. And there's no better time than now, Ooh. being at home with all the time that we have. Yeah, but also most importantly, look after your hinenaro. That's the first thing. But other than that, I think Te Reo Maori will help with all of that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely helped us. So our our, our next assignment. Um, that we're, that, we're, that we're focusing on at the moment is around Whakatoki. Mm. Uh, beautiful wahanga, beautiful part of the year at Takiura, uh, the full immersion year. For me anyways, I feel like there's a lot of beauty, there's a lot of lessons, akuranga, there's a lot of teachings, there's a lot of gold in our Whakatoki, in our Whakatoki, in our Whakatauaki, um, that 
if you really understand the essence and you look a little bit deeper than the surface level, because right? there might be only a few words, but there's a lot of conversation to be had around those few words. And this section, this wahanga has been awesome, I feel like, because um, also in terms of like the keys inside the whakatoki, they're also very uh, important in Tao Māori and in Kōrero Māori. Like people who use whakatoki and people who know whakatoki, it's almost like they've done the work, you know? They know these lessons that have been passed down from Otsupuna um, that they can use in context to the message that they have to say. Mm. And it's beautiful when someone nails an awesome whakatoki and you listening is like, oh my gosh, I know that whakatoki. I know how he's connecting that or he or she is connecting that whakatoki to he or her kōrero, which is beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. It's amazing. You know, like our people were so smart and so deep, like so hōhonu, because like you were saying, Ashley, the whakatoki could be really small, but like you can kōrero so deeply with just a few words. And, and like, it's just such a beautiful thing. It's such a blessing for us to learn, to learn all these different whakatoki. You know, before I think, I'm oh, thinking back to last year, I probably knew a couple of whakatoki, huake kenoa, ahakohe uh, tiiponam, you know, like, um, mm. the ones that are quite commonly used, mm. you know, that we, we hear quite often, but- How to most used whakatoki? E wahiwake kenoa. Mm, I reckon I, I thought of the um, He Ate Mea Nui o Te Ao Oh, aye He Tangata, He Tangata He Tangata A little bit overused mm, I think mm. like, it's not good to use But I feel like they're a bit overused now And maybe the, the, the knuckle Or the essence of it Can get a bit lost if it's overused mm. So it's cool to I guess branch out and look at other whakatoki because there is maha, like many, many, many. Uh, even today, right, we were going through, uh, we were in groups and we all went through different whakatoki and we all had to whakamaramatanga or explain about them. And then just this one that I just learned today and I was like, whoa, like my mind was blown, was he kōtuku rininga tahi. So kōtuku is like a white heron bird, mm. like a manu. And a lot of whakatoki is um, like connected to birds and what they represent. So a kōtuku, oh, a white heron bird, they're really rare to see. Like you will hardly ever see them. Maybe you'll see them once in a lifetime. But oh. when you see them, yeah, when you see them, it's like amazing. Like, wow, like beautiful. And the whakatoki here, Kotoku Rinengatahi, is connected to Itangata, Itangata or Rangatira, to like a leader. So, like a Tino Rangatira, like a, a real leader, you don't see really out and about, you know, like Kotoku because they're doing the mahi. Mm. They're busy, you know, maybe in the kitchen or getting their hands dirty or behind the scenes doing the mahi. And then when you see them, it's like, wow. You know, but they're hardly seen. And I just think it's amazing that our our people, our tūpuna, are so uh, 
smart's not even the word like i don't even have words to express it like so hohono so deep and being able to maybe look up and see like oh wow look it's a kotoku oh it's a white heron oh let's relate that to to this whakatoki to this rangatira on working hard and all those things all those like the kaupapa that makes us maori that's what i wanted to um apiti to kōrero add on to your kōrero um the way that whakatoki and kupu whakarite so um came about whakarite is a simile um and why they're so prevalent in our language and why te, te, te reo maori speakers or te ao maori really enjoy when you use kupu whakarite or your whakatoki or whakatauaki is because the origins of them came from our ancestors and what they used to do was there was no xbox or playstation we didn't have iphones we didn't have social media back in the day so our ancestors were constantly looking at the nature they were looking at the nahere the forest they were looking at the moana they were looking at the ika in the moana you know the fish in the ocean they were looking at the the birds that were on the trees and they would observe these taonga in the nature and they would see for example the white heron oh i never see a white heron i never see a white heron oh Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And that whakaaro right there, they put into words and it becomes a whakatoki or a kupu whakarite. And I just find that so, so amazing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm trying to find some that kind of encapsulate what that means, but I'm pretty koretake. Uh, but one, one that's sort of stuck with me recently anyways I, I just recently had my birthday and my auntie she's been learning the language um for the past two three years and she's she, she can speak and she's quite well fluent but she gifted me a puka puka uh, from nahona black and this is a, a puka puka that's around metaphors and similes so the things that we've just been talking about and in the cover she read uh, like a lovely message and then she put a couple of her favorites um which i love i'm like oh my gosh they're so cool and this is one that really hit home for me um and i think you put it on our uh, back to kura instagram but ina ke te mohi o koe ko wai koe i anga mai koe i hea ke te mohi o koe ke te anga atu ki hea so in pakia that means if you know who you are and where you are from then you will know where you are going and i think that really connects to the journey that we're on at the moment you know knowing where we're from knowing our land knowing our tupuna knowing the matauranga the knowledge that our ancestors had that we are now tapping into which is beautiful yeah is that the fakatoki that you're choosing for our fakapuaki which is next week i think i think it is yeah yeah i think it will be um because that's the one that's coming to mind the most that's the one that's coming to mind the most and it was given to me by my auntie who's doing the real journey who said you know you're leading our family um what did she say she said you are creating a path for our family to learn the language you know we I'm bringing that back to our family she is as well um but i thought that that was beautiful and the fact that she put that all in there i don't know it just hate hate all who hate all who tear that kyo that's a sign 
Well, she didn't even know that we were doing Fakatoki this time around, and she just put her favorite Fakatoki in the, in the covers and wrote them down. Makes sense to me. Okay, so are you going to do your Fakapuaki oh, about your journey, about your hiding like about yeah, oh, I haven't really thought about it, and this that's a raru for me, eh? Um, I've been the last fakatoki, I mean, fakapuaki. So, fakapuaki, if you're listening, uh, fakapuaki is like the assignments that we do every couple of weeks now, anyways, every three, three, three to four weeks. It's sort of like an oral presentation, like a speech, yeah. a corridor, that kind of thing. The last yeah. one was 20 minutes, this one's 25. 25 minutes? Mm, this one's 25, the Fakatoki one. Oh, yeah, this one. This one's 25 minutes. And it's going to be over Zoom. Well, depending on lockdown, eh? Mm. But probably will be over Zoom, which will be interesting. But, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I was just going to say, I've been, I was, I was uh, a little bit disappointed in myself in the last Fakapuaki uh, because I didn't show up, if that makes sense. Like... I didn't really uh, put enough effort and fakaro into what I was talking about. Um, I, lo- I love what I talked about. I talked about the maunga, um, and I lent on that maunga, maunga foam now needed uh, plenty of times. And, you know, in my rangirua, you know, my, in my indecisiveness, when I've needed help, I've lent on the maunga. But I just didn't, yeah, I just didn't really reach the level that I wanted to reach um, and I feel like it's almost looking like it's going to be the same for the Fakatoki because <laughs> it's come around really fast and we've got to speak for 25 minutes so it's just going to be kind of off the cuff per se I think you did better than what you think you did and you did awesome and oh I forgot my last time I thought but yeah this this one it will be it'll be an interesting one being at home, I think, uh, oh. in 25 minutes. It's going to be a lot different, eh? Not doing it, like, in person. We haven't done a, a whakapuaki, an oral assessment at home yet. So I wonder how that's all going to work out. I'm not too sure. But I'm sure we'll find out in the ne- <laughs> we'll find out next week. Yeah, uh, and also with the last the last whakapuaki, too, which was a waiata, I think that was hard for both of us because we're not singers. Mm. And, um, oh, you did a, um, what did you do? I did a pal. That's right. Yeah. So a pal is a impromptu waiata. Uh, you just kind of make it up on the spot using kupu whakarite. And, um, and I, honestly, I did it. I, well, it was impromptu. Honestly, it was, I just did it on the spot. Uh, and the reason I did that was because I wasn't prepared. Okay. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I didn't prepare a song, so I just did a pop. Um, so that's well, another radu. You're very lucky that you can do that. Like, <laughs> never, ever just do something on the spot. Like, I'd get major anxiety. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my one, I did Yours about my dad. It was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, and I talked a little bit about um, like tamitanga, which is colonization, kupuho. Tamitanga, and uh, how that has affected my dad and his journey, sort of thing. And then my waiata was to the tune of Debbie Brothers, listen to the music, and yeah, which was cool. I showed my dad the video, 
amazing. <laughs> what did he? How did he do? <laughs> he was like, he had a big smile on his face. Yeah. He didn't know the words, but he knew the tune. Because before that, I asked my dad what his favorite music was, and he was like, "Oh, the Debbie Brothers, the Eagles, those kind of things, so those kind of music, so that kind of music." So yeah, that was pretty cool. And for this, um, for this Fakapuaki, I'll probably whoa, I just got dark. Um, I'll probably record it all about my puka puka about the Porangi boy, mm. and talk about the the puraka behind that, and maybe what happened at Nafa with the prison. So the Porangi boy is based very loosely on what happened at Nafa in which prison was built on sacred land and the community fought for four years to try and stop that. And it's sort of the same sort of story, like, you know, all indigenous people in our land and protecting the whenua and all that. But I will probably quote it all about that. And the reason why I want to do that is because when I came back from the awards and Whaikar made me come up to the front and was like, Caught it all. Like, tell me about your your puka puka, and I was like, oh, and I didn't know how to explain it in Tiriyo Māori. Mm. So, I was like, well, I can learn how to, you know, say, talk about it in Tiriyo Māori, and not just use it for the Swakapuaki, but mm. use it in the outside world as well. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Big yes from me. <laughs> Love it. I got a, I got a, uh, a random part eye. Do you feel um, like your English has gotten slower? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, this, is, uh, this is a question. He part I know you. Yes. 100%. <laughs> like, my, my English doesn't make sense sometimes. Mm. And uh, that's like a, a um, confusing thing for me because, like, yeah, I think that comes from learning another language, like any, any language, right? And we're immersed in Tiro Māori and the, the, the grammar structure is obviously not the same. Mm. So, like, the grammar of Tiro Māori is in my head. Mm. Sort of things. What about you? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> There'll be moments where I'm speaking and then I'll be like, uh, what's, the, what's the word? Uh, uh, and I've got a word in Māori straight away. I know the word in Māori straight away. But when I'm trying to think of how do I explain that in English, I'm like, uh, uh, and then I'll just say the Maori word. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely slower. But also, I feel like slower is not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's helped me to think about what I'm trying to say in English instead of just blurting it out, instead of just blah, 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 blah. There's a bit more thought process going into what I say, how I say right. it, and what, or, yeah. you know, what I do. Um, which I think is is another uh, lesson, you know. It's yeah, Maori's. It's quite beautiful to hear someone speak Maori in a calm, slow, clear way. And I think it's mm-hmm. the same with um, Te Reo Pākehā. And I, I, I think that that's cool. The other one for me is when I speak English now. I've got like a little bit of a Maori slang, a little bit of a Maori twang too. So. It's obviously a little bit, it's just hoary, really. That's what, what it sounds like. What does it sound like? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've just been told by my mates. They're like, well, oh, it's interesting hearing you sound like that. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, just sounding hoary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this is all like such a blessing because it means that we're changing that like, our is changing to Maori, you know. Mm, mm. So all of us is, is such a good thing. And yeah, another thing too is when I like when I have friends that post Maori, I used to just scroll straight past. So it'd just be paragraphs of Maori. Maori would be saying. But now I'm like, I can read it and understand it. And I'm just like, oh wow, cool. Now now those ones are more interesting to you than Tereo Parker. That's what I feel. I see I saw one of my bros post a, a video. He's Raratongan, Raratongan. And he was speaking what I thought was Maori, which it was, but he was actually speaking his language. And the Raratongans call their language Reo Maori. Oh wow. Is it similar? It's like, totally really? similar. It's like exactly the same. There's a few differences, but when I saw him speaking and writing in his language, I'm like, oh, I know what you're saying. That's Te Reo Māori. And I was just buzzing out. And then he said, yeah, our languages are the same, man. Like, we all come from the same place. It was out of it. It was cool. But just, you know, doubling down on what you said, yeah, it's, I find it a lot more interesting when someone write something in Māori or, you know. And you get kupu hawai, you get new words, mm. like new ways of saying things, and you're like, oh, wow. So, we're like, that's another suggestion, is to follow more Māori. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. You know, I follow um, Orini, who's a presenter on News Hub, and she posts in Māori and Pākehā, she's good to follow. Pāti who's a um, reporter for... Uh, oh, he's he's down in Wellington now. He's yeah. the Māori television correspondent for political matters. <laughs> but what 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 does that mean? I don't know. Polit- political and an- analysis. Oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, just political think, reporter. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's good to follow too. So, but, and of course, obviously, Hemi Kelly mm. is awesome. And Shiloh. <laughs> Shiloh Kino. And Ashley. Ashley never posts. One day, one day, one day, I'll get on there. I'll get back on the on the horse. I'm off socials at the moment. It's helped me with my hending idol. Oh, Paitera. Helped me with my just getting back into focusing with the real and you know class and that. So it's been real nice. Yeah. Oh well, Ikefano. I think that's a wrap. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're safe in your homes. And yeah, and just enjoy this time with your whanau. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm going to sit there awkward as. Oh, so good. Namahi whanau. Namahi mo'o taringa i tēnei hotaka. Mihi aroha, mihi, mihi maiwaha, mena e noho tonu ki te kāinga, um, i te taha o, 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 o tamariki, ahakoa te iwaiwatanga. You know, he nui te aroha, i rotu i a koe, i rotu i tō whānau hoki. Um, nā mihi, Shalo, mo te kōrero, tēnei ahiahi. Um, yeah, see you, see you guys soon. Talk to you guys soon. Um, thank you for listening in today and we'll catch you on the next podcast. Kakite. Kakite.